when I first started out, I mean, I had Zimmerman on one side and Loudermilk inside. Both of them told me I had to do it their way until I could do it better. Good evening and welcome to Skull Stories. I'm Mike Wobshaw with the Vikings Entertainment Network and the show returns for another season in 2019 and it does so with an exciting addition. A legendary broadcaster and our friend Mark Rosen. I get to be by his side this season <laughs> every Thursday night for Skull Stories. What's up, Rosie? Hey, Wobby. Uh, yeah, this is fun for me because, you know, I go back as a, as a kid going to Viking games at Met Stadium when I had uh, student season tickets. A wow. dollar a ticket, Wobby. I sat behind what was the third baseline at Met Stadium with no net. Yeah. Uh, you know, over the goalpost, right? So if someone kicked a field goal, Fred Cox or someone, they'd yeah. have to re- try to return the football, and some kid would run out of the stadium. But So, yeah, I go way back, and all these players have meant a lot, uh, certainly in my professional career. You know, the value of those tickets has appreciated over the years, Mark. <laughs> Just a little bit, you think? <laughs> I think it has. Uh, and we appreciate uh, the fact that, uh, that you'll be doing this with us, Rosie. And it, it's an honor for me to crack the mic with you and be at your side. I'm very much looking forward to this. Well, I am too, and we got a lot of players we'll be talking to uh, throughout the season here because they have all have interesting stories to tell. Yes. And don't forget, uh, Mark will uh, be a big part of the Vikings Entertainment Network in 2019, not just on Skull Stories. He'll also be handling uh, halftime entertainment at U.S. Bank Stadium, so you can check him out there. And also very cool, Mark, you and Kirk Cousins are doing a podcast called Under Center. Tell us about that. Yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna air. Uh, the podcast will be there for for anyone to, to listen to at their leisure. But it'll be on KFAN uh, radio from six to seven p.m. It started uh, this past uh, Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night, and Kirk is excited about it. Uh, he'll have a chance to break down the film. Uh, for instance, next week after the Atlanta game. Uh, we'll be uh, rocking and rolling and, and uh, hopefully have a lot of good things to talk about. That, that yeah. He hopes that he has a lot of good things to talk about. but And kind of getting an inside look at Kirk's life and uh, people who mean a lot to him. Uh, kind of, you know, get the helmet off. And then his second full year, I think, feels a lot more comfortable just being in Minnesota. And now it has to translate to, to the standings, of course. Yeah, you guys can catch that Tuesdays, 6 to 7, as Rosie said. Also available in all the places you find your favorite podcasts. All right, Mark, let's get into our guest for tonight. And it's one right from the Greg Swedberg playbook. You know he loves offensive linemen. Oh, he sure does. Yeah, he does. And it's one of the best Vikings offensive linemen in history. It's also one of the best offensive linemen in NFL history. It is Vikings legend and pro football Hall of Famer Randall McDaniel. Rose you covered Randall when he played here. I'm sure you guys could tell stories for hours. We have 18 minutes, so we'll have to try and get as much in as we can. Well, Randall McDaniel, I can't believe you've been out of the NFL for 18 long years. Does that seem even possible to you? <laughs> no, it does not. I, not if you say it. Um, no, I, it feels like I just left about a couple years ago, but... I guess time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> well, tell us what you're up to. Tell the fans what you're up to. I know you've been teaching, I think, longer than you spent time in the National Football League. Where are you teaching right now? All right, so right now I'm, I'm at Neal Elementary School. Uh, it's in the Robbinsville District. And so um, uh, my, my official title is I'm, I'm an educational assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work with a lot of kids in the different classrooms, um, K-5, uh, with reading, uh, a lot of reading work. So... Uh, been enjoying it for the last year. I mean, it's been, like I said, uh, I've been pretty lucky. I, I got to play football for a living uh, for those 14 years, and then I got to do the next thing I love, working with young people, and uh, I've been very fortunate. Uh, so football's been pretty good to me. 
Well, Randall, I did a story on you uh, dealing with a lot of kids a few years ago with your teaching, and I know they all they know you as is Mr. McDaniel. No idea that what you accomplished in the National Football League and just the way you like it, correct? That is, yeah, that is true. They, they figure it out eventually. Um, my joke with them is that I'm the best athlete here at this school. Uh, <laughs> and then they find it out later on when they Google me that, oh, God, he was telling us the truth. But no, it, it, it's, it's, been a, it's been fun. And I, I like the fact that they get to know me as Mr. Game. Yeah. Uh, the guy that's here to help them learn, to help them get better, and, and just uh, help them find out the things that they want to be in life themselves. And then uh, I guess it's a, the a bonus for them when they figure out that I actually did play. Uh, so it's always fun to see them when we have jersey day at school and I wear my own jersey. And then they say, oh, you had one made. And I go, no, this is my actual jersey. Yeah. So in the fourth and fifth day, boys, then they start going, oh, my God, Mr. McCann really did play. I'm like, yes, I did. So, <laughs> uh, so these kids are K through five. I, I think you probably have a really good handle on what kind of world these kids are growing up in. Uh, they, they get exposed, even at that young age, video games, social media, all the things that parents – and teachers have to deal with. What's your assessment of, of how these kids' attention spans are and how they may have differed differed over the last couple of years? Well, like I said, I mean, it, it, it is a different world that they're growing up in now today. Um, like you said, the social media is out there. Everything's, I mean, they see a lot more on uh, television, whatever. They see more things, more things are coming at them. Because, I mean, social media is right there. Uh, everything they do is different. I mean, and you think of parents' schedules are uh, activities, they're, they're a lot busier than we were. With, uh, but they're still good kids. They're great kids, and the families are great. Uh, it's just a different different world, as you see. You see things change over the years. Uh, but um, as I said, I give, the, I give the teachers a lot of credit uh, here at the building and at all schools, any teachers. Dylan, teachers wear many different hats now today. They're not just a teacher anymore. They're, they're mom, they're dad, they're... they're um, you know, counselor, they, they become everything that kid needs when they're in school. Uh, but uh, that's why we do it, though. We, we love the kids that we work with. We love the family members. We love the community that we're in. You do what you got to do. Uh, but, yeah, things are changing. But, like I said, uh, for myself, I, I like a challenge. I mean, uh, what fun would it be if it wasn't a little bit of a challenge there for you? How did an Arizona-born person like yourself end up living and working in our tundra after your pro career ended in 2000, a lot of people go, "Okay, I, I, I've had my fill of winters. Um, I'm out of here." But you've, you're, you and your wife have, have stayed here and, and thrived here for so many years. You know, I fell in love with the place. I mean, uh, you know, a kid growing up in Arizona, uh, never leaving until I got drafted here. When I got here, you know, the people were so great, the quality of life, perfect. Uh, I met a lot of good people along the way, and, and you know, when football ended. Uh, this is this was home for me. I have, I've been here longer than I, I, I was in Arizona growing up. That's crazy. Uh, but, um, which is, yeah, which is scary. But not the, the people are great. You know, a lot of but the work that I started uh, was here. Um, I still do stuff back at home in Arizona, but uh, like I said, the, the people have been excellent. The fans here were great. Uh, they accept me with open arms and. Uh, kind of hard to leave. When I was in Tampa for the last two years, mm-hmm. and the season ended, we would pack up the car and put the trailer on the back and drive back to Minnesota in the middle of winter. Uh, that that must say, I'm a little nuts. <laughs> I tell you how much I love the place here. 
you know, I, I think about that, and, and you, I think you played at about 290 pounds, uh, and I look at you now, and, and you're like half of that, maybe. I mean, how, how important was that for your overall health to, to kind of shed that weight? And you see that a lot with some of, some of the offensive linemen, some of your former teammates. Well, I, I will say this, though. My weight in the programs all those years, uh, it was not at 290. I, I used to weigh in with pennies and change in my shorts to be above two. 70 to 75. Wow. All the truth comes out. Yeah, I can tell the truth now. (laughs) Uh, My last two years in Tampa, I did get up to 290. Um, Didn't like it, uh, but I thought we were going to run the ball a ton more. But, you know, I realized when football ended, I still love working out. Uh, I realized I don't need to be the strongest guy in the gym anymore. It's all about the health. And so I shedded the weight. That I did put on, I'm, I'm back down to what I was when I came out of college. Wow! Uh, which, which the joints still better. Uh, everything feels a lot better. You can't do anything about from playing all those years, but less weight on the body, keeping myself in good shape has helped out a lot. And Wabi, you have some information about a big fundraiser that Randall's involved with. Yeah, Randall, you know you you make a big difference for kids um, at school every day. And sort of the the event that uh, you're about to host right now is is going to make a difference for kids in another way, and it's with Open Arms. So tell us about Open Arms and how you got involved with them. Well, Open Arms, uh, Open Arms for Children. Um, my friends uh, Bob and Sally Solis. I grew up with Sally in my hometown of Avondale, where I grew up. Um, Fifteen years ago, they decided they they always go on a mission trip with their family. And 15 years ago, they went to South Africa. Uh, as they, when they were there, they noticed all the, the kids, no parents, no one around uh, because of the AIDS epidemic. Uh, so they decided they needed to do something uh, to, make it, to make a change, make a difference. Can two people make a difference? And they went back home to Phoenix, uh, mortgaged their house, second mortgage in the house, took their life savings, bought some property in South Africa, and they opened up open arms to children. Um, started with three kids back in 2006, and now they have 57 kids. Uh, uh, and that's, that's their family, as they call it. Hmm. And um, they're always looking to, 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 to raise the money for the, to take care of the kids. And, and that's what I'm, where I'm getting involved. So I'm doing the random games off plastic to raise money for open arms. Um, they, like I said, the kids are their family. They, they raise the kids from age three to newborns when they get them and then they take care of them up until they're young adults and then, and then they help them transfer I mean, schooling if they want to go to college they take care of that um, if they want to go to trade school they do that um, and so I'm getting involved because it's such a great cause uh, that how could I not I played in the event that used to raise money for them and when that when that ended I they asked if I would step in and do this so I am so um I venture into doing a golf tournament, but for for open arms, I will gladly do that. And and Bob is a Minnesota boy himself, so how could I not step up and help him out? And, and make it, it's all about the kids. I've always been about doing helping kids, and so um, it's. And I believe it's what you're supposed to do when you're afforded this opportunity that I had to play football. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. That The event is September 20th at Deer Run in Victoria. Rosie, you can go to randallmcdanielgolfclassic.com and reserve a foursome. Mm-hmm. There might be one or two left for you, all right? You can go that sounds that. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there might be. Yeah, there, there's a few left. Uh, we don't have very many. We've been very fortunate. We're, we're pretty close to being sold out. 
Awesome. Uh, we still have a few sponsorships left, but it's, it's like I said, the people in Minnesota are amazing. Awesome. Uh, but the people on the board, Bob's board, uh, are mainly, most of them are from Minnesota. Um, they, they're doing such a great job. Uh, and like I said, we got a few, we got a couple more spots left. And, and uh, like I said, I, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. I can't wait for the day gets here. And um, like I said, it's all for a great cause. Uh, like, uh, if people do go to the website, they can take a look at it. There's a story out there about open arm. Check it out. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it again next year. All right, well, we have more to discuss with Randall, but we're up against a break right now. Before we go, I want to remind you guys, join Paul Allen and Paul Charching at Buffalo Wild Wings in Oakdale on Friday from 9 to noon for the Friday Football Feast. The feast is presented by Coors Light. Check out the complete schedule at vikings.com and the Paul Allen Show page at kfan.com. Also, join us for the Vikings kickoff rally on Saturday, September 7th, presented by Miller Lite. This free event takes place outside U.S. Bank Stadium, featuring live performances from Brett Michaels and Chris Hockey, presented by iHeartMedia, plus a chance to win Vikings tickets. Learn more at vikings.com slash kickoff rally and hear more of our discussion with Vikings legend Randall McDaniel. Rosie and I will be back with Randall after this quick break. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's Wabi and Rosie on Skull Stories. Our guest tonight is Randall McDaniel. We're going to get back to our conversation with him, but first remember to join Mike Musman, our beloved Muss, along with Everson Griffin for Vikings Country Next Tuesday, September 10th at Floyd's in Victoria, presented by Miller Lite. You could win great prizes, including tickets in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Visit vikings.com slash vikingscountry for more info and a full schedule. Rosie, we still have Randall McDaniel on the line. Lots to get to with him. Had a great career with the Minnesota Vikings. A a player that you covered, Mark, and uh, a man with many accolades with the Vikings. I'm sure it was very fun to cover him and watch him play the game. Had a blast, absolutely. Uh, those offensive linemen are usually pretty quiet. You know, they keep to themselves. But that was a pretty rowdy bunch that Randall McDaniel was part of. <laughs> the best offensive lineman I've ever seen uh, wear a uniform from. And Randall, from 1990 to 99, you started every Vikings regular season game. You made a what a record 11 straight Pro Bowls. I know you right now as such a mild mannered a person. You know, teaching kids from kindergarten to fifth grade. You were intimidating as all get out on the field. Did that come natural to you? Because did that mean streak that you had? <laughs> competition. I, I love competition. Um, my dad always taught me when I was playing growing up sports. It's all about the competition. When when, when and when you're off the field, um, you let it go. But yeah, being on the field, I I didn't want to lose. Uh, and the best position for me to play was offensive line because you got eighty plays. Sometimes, but most of the time you average about 70 plays a game. And my goal was to make sure at the end of those 70 plays, um, the grain out above 90. Uh, so I would even say it to players when I was playing against them. I go, we could be losing. I go, but I'm pretty sure you're going to look bad on film. So, but yeah, it's just the competition. I love the competition. I love the one-on-one battles inside there. And like I said, I was fortunate when I first started out. I mean, I had Zimmerman on one side who was offensive lineman of the year. All pro, everything, and then I had louder milk inside. You know, wow. and both of them told me uh, to, I had to do it their way until I could do it better, uh, which is perfect for me. I mean, to learn from two of the best right there, and then there was a veteran line too. I mean, Zimmerman was there, louder milk, Tausch, and then um, Tim Irwin on the other side. Uh, I mean, 
taught me how the game was supposed to be played too at the pro level. So yeah, that that streak on the field, yeah, I uh, I wanted to be out there with those guys. So that 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 not missing a game streak was a lot of it because I didn't want to hear those guys give me a hard time if I ever got hurt. Which <laughs> was me, I would do it to them. You also had the legendary long snapper Mike Morris as your roommate for a long time. I mean, the stories never never ended. One of my favorites was about what you did. Before a game, and you were you like coffee. I don't know if you still drink it that much, but the legendary number of pots of coffee you would drink before every game. Sometimes I still shake my head in bewilderment how you could do this and not be just shaking the entire afternoon. Yeah, well, the scary part was it was coffee and candy. Um, <laughs> oh my! Hershey's, <laughs> Hershey's is a great product, and they've been good to me for many years. Uh, but yeah, I used to drink. Uh, I don't even know how many pots of coffee it was, but I would start at four in the morning. Walk down to the kitchen, uh, grab a pot, and walk with the pot. Uh, <laughs> by seven o'clock, I had come back to that kitchen numerous times, um, and then I would go dump Morris out of the bed and tell him it's time to get a great morning greet and my chips over. And then we would go down and have breakfast. I would drink more coffee. Um, I would eat more Reese's peanut butter cups, and then oh I would my. finally came and I drink more coffee, more candy. And I stopped drinking coffee uh, right when we were going out in the field to start the game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think when I was playing, I probably drank about six, seven pots. <laughs> That's before I got home. How's that? Yeah. Pots, not cups. Pots of coffee. Yeah, I, I, I count them as pots. Yeah, you know, I cut back <laughs> since I lost his weight and stuff, which is scary. Um, I went from, like, a, a bad habit of drinking four or five pots of coffee a day to... Now I'm down to a pot that should last me the entire day. I'll drink some in the wow. morning. I'll have to sit when I go home. Uh, but yeah, I had a coffee. I, I used to have a coffee addiction. See, John John Randall would get an opponent's head by uh, by talking smack to him. Randall would just have coffee breath. That's how he would get him. Hey, nothing better than coffee and peanut butter, man. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, Randall, we can't uh, have a football discussion without discussing, in part, the 1998 season, the thrills and eventual heartbreak, but a special, special uh, bond. Unfortunately, we all know what happened at the end, but um, what did that entire year mean to you uh, personally and professionally? You know, that was a, that, I mean, that, like I said, it was the best year, probably the worst ending of the, the year, but, God, we were, there was, as we said, we knew we were going to win every game we played in. We knew um, as a group, no matter what situation we, we got in, that we can get out of it. Uh, we just had that feeling. I mean, it just every, I mean, you know, you have those years where everything gets quick. Um, I had I had the most fun. I enjoyed that season so much. Um, I enjoyed them all. But, yeah, even even with the loss in the end, I still go back to thinking about that. I mean, that was one hell of a team that we had put together. Uh, I mean, it was Moss's rookie year uh, coming into the league. I mean, Robert Smith was running all over the place. I mean, we started the season with Brad at quarterback. We finished with Randall. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it didn't matter what happened. Whoever stepped into that year, whoever the player was, we just knew things were going to work. Uh, uh, in the end, we didn't, we didn't get the job done. Uh, but that, what a special year that was for us. So, I mean, offensive records, we did that. It, it was just a fun, fun year. I mean, I was glad I was a part of it. Let's not forget you finished your career with Tampa Bay. In fact, became the oldest player, I believe, in the National Football League history to score his first touchdown. You were 36 years old. 
You, <laughs> did they just <laughs> diagram that for you? Was it uh, what happened on that play? Well, you know, we, we ran a blast play like that for years with the Vikings. Where I used to be lead back, yeah, play fullback with some goal line. Uh, never once did they ever think they they handed it to me once. But yeah, I go down to Tampa, and Tony goes, "Hey, you want to play fullback again for a little bit on short yards and goal line?" And I thought, <laughs> well, at this point, can you can you get me the ball? And he goes, "We'll throw you a pass." I mean, yeah, so they throw me a pass. The bad part was I should have had three touchdowns that game because the first one I caught. The second one, the guy banned at it and nicked it just enough, and I dropped it. And the third one, he got a pass interference. The guy tackled me coming out of the backfield. Before we wind things up, uh, I want to get your thoughts about this Vikings football team. There's a lot of conversation about their offensive line and how important it is to the success, overall success of this 2019 Minnesota team. Okay. Well, like you said, um, I, I like the I like changes they made. I like what they're doing. Um, everybody knows it starts up front. I mean, uh, your team is only as good as the guys up front. Um, I think if these guys, if they can stay together, play together, and not have injuries uh, get in the way, and they can be together for a few years, uh, the sky's the limit. Uh, but like I said, I'm looking forward to watching them uh, and seeing how they do. But, yeah, uh, offensive line play, I mean, you, it's a group of guys that got to play as one. That's the hard, it's, uh, a lot of people don't understand that, but if one guy in the line breaks down, the play's bust. So it's always those guys got to be on the same page, doing all the right things at the right time. And so, like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to watching them play. I mean, the young man they brought in, um, FY moved getting moved back out to guard. I think that's a good play. Um, it's going to be a fun year to watch. And if they can grow together and play together for a few years together, that it'll be even better. Hall of Famer Randall McDaniel, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Uh, best of luck uh, as you continue on your travels, and uh, appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. Well, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Randall. Hey, Rosie, uh, great job leading the discussion there with Randall. And, you know, if you had five Randall McDaniels on your mm-hmm. offensive line, you'd be doing pretty pretty well, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd say so. And then continuing on is, a, is such a, a, a staple of our community. And that's the thing that I think people ultimately will be judged as. And, and we see so many former Vikings that have stayed in this community and contributed in so many ways. And Randall McDaniel will always be one of my favorite guys that, that ever played in purple. Yeah, well, Skull Stories 2019 is off and running. Mark, thanks uh, thanks for joining us. For now, though, we're going to sign off. Our thanks to everyone at KFAN and the Vikings Entertainment Network and, of course, to Randall McDaniel for joining us tonight. Wabi and Rosie are signing off for now. Skull Vikings. Vikings.